Listener discretion is always advised. This is for masters, this technique. This is justice. This is Friday also. But that, wait, hold on, that's, my, that's not my name. What the fuck is going on? It is Friday. And my name is Justice. And this is the Justice in the Peace podcast. Y'all made it. Hopefully I did too. Hopefully I get to listen to I get to listen to this shit and I ain't got no problems. But Lord knows what kind of day is gonna be for everybody. Welcome to the show. I have just been sitting up looking at all of the shit that it is that goes on in the world, and I'm just uh a little perplexed, uh, a little lost. I need a map. I need a compass, GPS, some some directions, some guidance. I need someone to hold my hand and guide me to the path that it is that I need to be on because it seems that, that, that I have run astray. I have gone away into this web of nothing but darkness and it seems that I can't get away from it. It seems that the negativity is constantly raining on my forehead. But you know how that goes. My name is Justice and this is the peace and I still am the best solo produced podcaster at the fucking moment. I'm trying to stop cussing. I'm trying to stop fussing, but it seems that it's something that I just can't let go. Welcome to the show. I mean, there's a lot of shit that's 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 hitting my uh uh my feed and and no, I'm not in any cloud. I feel great. I hope you feel great also. I hope I'm catching you at a good time in your life. And if I'm catching you at a bad time in your life, that's fucked up, dude. I mean, uh, you know, um, what can I tell Papa. you? Grandson, my guy, what, 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 what's going on? In the beginning of the show, that's how we're going to do it. It is Friday, so I guess I am an idiot. The consistency that I need to, to, to uphold is ridiculous, I tell you. But I do have, as always, something to share with you all in case... You have a few minutes to lend. Uh, the stories are ridiculous. The, the 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 scenery is obnoxious. And I promise you, no matter what, some way through this, we're going to find some shit to laugh at. We might find some shit that, well, you might find some shit to cry about. I don't cry about nothing. You know I'm lying. This shit brings a tear to my eye. But no matter what, I am here for your entertainical. Is that a word? I am here for all of your needs. Once again, this is the Justice and the Peace Podcast. All right, you guys. Now, you know I've been saving a few things, and I wanted to not jump all over, I mean, all over the place as I usually do. I have a few questions about the conditions and the climate it is that we find ourselves in right now because people are really profiting off the gangsterism people are actually now thinking that it is cool to be a gangster when that shit used to be tattooed i mean taboo but yes tattoos they're on my mind just like they're on your face or on your neck usually on people's throats i don't know what's going on with the 
sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to calm down. I'm, I'm really trying to calm down. But anyway, like I was saying, gangsterism, it has now become the religion of the country it is that we live in. Everyone wants the, 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 the pedigree of being a gangster. Everybody wants to be known as a gangster. And this is apparent when you see every single person that you know ain't never been to nobody's hood talking about gang gang. I knew things had changed when I went to the liquor store one day when I was still drinking about two years ago. Uh, I was at the store and, and I seen two white ladies get out the car. And and these weren't like uh, like 35-year-old white ladies. They were like 19, 20-year-old little young white ladies. Little young white, white girls. I, I mean, white people. I don't know what the fuck to call people. Shit, everybody's offended by every damn thing. They were Caucasian humanoids, okay? They got out the car, and one of them said, yeah, bitch, that's normal, right? But the other one said, blah, 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 yeah, bitch, and then she was just like, aye, gang, and the other one said, aye, gang, so I turned around to see what they was throwing up, and it wasn't even a gang sign. They just said gang. That's when it kind of hit me like, oh, people think it's cute. I remember back in the days when you would get checked off top. Where the fuck you from, nigga? I remember those days. I grew up in those days when being a gangster was not what you wanted to do. You'd wear a certain color and a nigga just might walk up and ask you a couple of questions. Want to necessarily know some things about you that might be personal. And if you do claim one of these gangs that you used to say, well, we call them nowhere bloods, or nobody bloods. You probably got them on the other side, nowhere cousins or nowhere grips. I don't know. Where I come from, that's what they used to call them. Nobody motherfuckers or hood hoppers. Somebody might ask this hood hopper, where you from? And if he say he from a specific hood, that guy might ask him, well, do he know? Woo, woo, woo. And if that guy says he knows woo, 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 one or two things is gonna happen. Either that guy is testing his pedigree to see does he really have the validation it is that he claims he has? Or he's just asking him a nonsensical question, a, a, a completely imaginary name. Somebody might ask you, do you know that nigga Box? And they'd be like, yeah, I know Box. And then he get boxed the fuck up, beat the fuck down. I've seen it happen in my days. So to see people yelling out, gang, gang, and then not seeing any gang signs, it's it's odd to me. Now, I don't miss the gangs, the, not, not, not the mentality at all. I mean, at least you could kind of see who your competitors were. You didn't necessarily call them ops. They were enemies. You knew who your enemies were because they wore the opposite color as you did if you were gangbanging. But right now, I don't necessarily know who is who because they all got masks on and they all wear all colors and sometimes you don't even know niggas is funkin' until niggas is dumping. I mean, I I just don't understand how this works anymore. But the popular, the popular movement, the popular, uh, 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 the, the the captive of 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 this gangsterism, it has taken this country into a place to where now, when gangsters were sent to jail 
for doing crimes that were terrible to their community. They're propped up. And then not only propped up, but they're profited off of this shit. And the only reason, well, there's a few reasons why I want to just get this off of my head is I've been around uh, uh, this earth, this this marble for about 42 years. And, and, you know, I understand people go to jail and they do their time and stuff like that. But if you go to jail and you do your time, if every time that someone gets out, they say this is, it made me worse. Is there another way of rehabilitation? That's the question, number one of all, that I think the, the, the bigger faction needs to get to. Because you, you guys already know, I'm a motherfucking idiot. So you already know that that needs to be addressed. But on the flip side, is it okay to commit crimes and then serve time and get out and brag about it? Even though you know you hurt people in the process of your actions, is it okay for you to brag about how many felonies, misdemeanors? I don't give a fuck what it is that you did. If you went to jail for the shit, is it good for you to get out and brag about it? Because you never know who it is that you inflicted that damage on, that pain. It's PTSD when people get guns stuck in their face. Don't we all understand that's what happens to everybody who gets a gun stuck in their face by the police officers? At least kind of with the police officers, you're hoping this motherfucker won't kill you. But when it comes to home invasions, and when it comes to armed robberies or assaults or shit like that, you're in fear for your life, right? So what if this person who did something to you or allegedly did something to you served their time and then got out and profitized on what it is that they did that fucked you up the reason why you sleep with all the lights on in your house is that moral i mean is that a question that could be asked because i bring it right back full circle or at least i'm trying to back to the, the the profitization of gangsterism because like i said back in the days it used to be taboo but right now it's on front page and since it's on front page i cannot neglect the fact of what's going on with this whole situation in atlanta in texas see i really don't know it's really really some close shit but at the same time other people are making observations that were around during the time it was that i was around or at least they're taking the timeline and kind of putting it in perspective and acknowledging that these things have changed so much that gangsterism is profit is profitable and not only that so is snitching yeah i mean look at the Look at the conditions that, that, that's going on right now. I don't want nobody to get hurt or anything else like that. But if there's no consequences or loyalty on the gangsterism, does the gangsterism still exist? Is that a valid question? I mean, if no one's going to be loyal when they hear that 25, who can you trust? Do you murder your whole squad? I mean, what? What do you do is my question. I don't know, but I know one thing. I heard a very, very, um, I don't know, something that sparked interest to me. So I want to share that with you. Let me turn this off and turn this on. And here we go. Prince is supposed to be this, this gangster, you know, this, 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 this mob figure and everything. Now this is Tasha K. Uh, and it says, uh, Tasha K gives her honest opinion on Jay Prince speaking on the Migos. Now, let me start it again. 
Prince is supposed to be this this gangster, you know, this 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 mob figure, and everyone has to, you know, in Houston that comes through has to come and check in. But you know, it's very rare that you would see um, a mobster or even um, El, El, let's say El Chapo or anybody doing interviews. Okay, they don't do interviews. You know, these 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 so-called uh, uh, gangsters or, or mob leaders, as he brands himself to be i think he forgets a lot of time the persona that he his own persona that he put out and he's he's softening that persona okay well a lot of people got to read books like the 48 laws of power the art of war things like that you would have saw that jay prince was literally showing his hand now i don't know if this is the right i mean See, I mean, we all have perspectives and we all think that we see other things that other people don't. And I kind of believe as a collective, if we put our heads together, we could get to the bottom of certain situations. But a lot of what she's saying is right. Back in the days, you would never see anybody who was affiliated in the underworld actually talking to the press. And not only that, willingly volunteering themselves uh, 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 with prepared statements. Now, let me shut up. Tasha K, I apologize. When he did interview number one, interview number two, interview number three, interview number four, interview number five, and this man ain't even been buried three months. Three months, and you're out here doing interviews. You're out here placing flowers at a vigil, but the flowers don't say take off. The flowers say the Jay Prince family. Like this whole persona that you decided to to put out here for people to be afraid of, nobody's scared of you anymore. Hold on now. I don't want new problems. I'm a podcaster. Prince is supposed to be this. Now, this now, this, this is a different perspective, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, is because we all have perspectives on what we imagine. You know, the romance... America's romance, I should say, because anybody who's been in that life or around that life knows that if you're in that life for for any extended amount of time, you have to condition yourself. I mean, really considerably condition yourself because you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. You're going to do time. And not only that, I don't know, no successful drug dealers that can talk about the money that they didn't made after selling said drugs. Not, I mean, not at least without, like I said before, serving time and then getting out and bragging about it. And I don't know if that is the proper way to do it because some of these kids... They see that as the opportunity to do what it is that they want to do and take however amounts of money and uh, go ahead and sit down for a while. Now, this is completely off the subject, so let me put a pin in it. I did make an observation that one of the, uh, uh, I don't know, one of those singer guys from uh, uh, one of them groups, he did the PPP shit and he only got like 20 months and he took like 24 mil. Now, I don't know if he still got that 24 mil. The question that I want to ask about that is 20 months worth 24 mil. I mean, I don't know how he going to spend it. I, I mean, not in his name. I don't know how he's necessarily going to explain that shit to IRS if some shit pops up in his name. But to you, would you sit down for 20 months for 24 mil? I don't know, you know, I don't know how I could do it without not spending no money. So it's a conundrum to me. But anyway, like I was saying, um, take a pen out of that.
I wonder what is going to happen in this situation because I truthfully do believe that 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 the meeting of the minds is going to have to have to happen. But win, lose, or draw, there was a life lost in this situation. And when people lose their lives, everyone is emotional on both sides. You could be afraid of retaliation, and not only that, you could be mad and be be ready and willing to retaliate. So I don't necessarily know how this is going to work out. And like I always say about this subject, I do hope that something can be done without more bloodshed being in the streets. Now, with this gangsterism thing, it's it's so polarizing to so many individuals that it has now, like I said, been profitable. And since it's been profitable, it has been influential. And that influence has trickled down to the youth. And that's why I really don't subscribe to a lot of the shit that it is that they broadcast as natural music or music that all of the youth are creating. I always try to give, well, I don't try to. I, it always seems like I usually am giving rappers a hard time. I just press them to push new material, be more inventive. Use more of that imagination that it is that you got. Be yourself. Everybody don't have to have switches and spin the blocks. And like the guy said on the podcast yesterday, you know, they they, they call the pistols dicks. Dude jumped out the car with two dicks on him. I mean, what do you do with that? I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 I ain't leaving on that note. No, 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 no. Yeah, I won't. Don't you do that to me now, boy. I'm tipped up in the forehead grandson I, I mean I am an idiot I'm, I'm sorry but yeah what I was saying though is it, it has now become so profitable that, that, that the youth they see some sort of uh, ladder out of the neighborhood it is that they live in or the situation it is that they find themselves and one thing that they really don't understand is that usually no matter what situation it is that you are in you probably have it a little bit better than the last generation before you. And I know that sucks. And I know that's not what you wanna hear. But if you don't do anything about your life, your life won't do anything with you. I mean, what else can I tell you? I mean, everybody ain't built to be gangsters. We obviously see that shit. And usually when you get into this gangster lifestyle, weird shit happens. Because usually you're making this money, but no one really asks. Where are the drugs coming from? And we know for a fact that black people don't own no airlines. We know for a fact that we are not flying the shit in. It has to be coming from somewhere. It is coming consistently. No matter what the new fucking drug is, it's always here. Let me play this odd clip that I was, I think somebody sent this to me or something that popped up on my feed. This right here is very crazy. Listen to this shit. We watched the heroin disappear, basically overnight, and fentanyl was put on the streets. Us addicts didn't know what this fentanyl was. Uh, you know, pharmaceutical fentanyl is only three ways of it. It's a lollipop, a patch, and IV drip. Now see, I didn't, a lollipop, a patch, and an IV drip. I didn't even hear him say that when I kind of listened to this clip at first. So what this this is this guy right here, he's he's an addict. He said it. You know, he's he's dressed like an addict, he looks exactly like an addict, and he admits that he's an addict. Looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, duck, duck. But anyway, this guy, did you hear what he said? He said all of the heroin 
disappeared off of the street. Sir, it didn't disappear. It just wasn't on the shipment. That's all that means. Fentanyl that was put on the streets was coming from China. What? Wait. China sure do got their hands in a lot of shit, don't they? A whole lot of shit. When Obama was president, he basically told China, we're not paying you back the trillions of dollars we, we owe you. China went out and blocked all the heroin coming See? into this country, put fentanyl out here that has no shelf life. So you're back at the dope dealer every couple hours, and it's so strong that it was just killing people left and right. There's no shelf life. Now, I don't necessarily know what that means. Usually, in the retail, that means something is perishable. It's going to go bad fast. Now, I don't know if that's what he means, or does he mean it has a shelf life as far as how high you can get or how long that high lasts? I'm not necessarily sure, but he did say that you're back at the dealers in hours. Now, I don't know necessarily. I don't... I've, I don't do hard drugs, so I don't know how long motherfuckers be off on heroin. I don't know. I've seen motherfuckers do the shit, get up. I've seen motherfuckers do the shit, fall asleep, get up, and walk away. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. So they're getting their money back, and they're mowing down Americans at the same time. Nobody sees that. No, nobody, except us addicts. Now, that's weird. That I mean, completely weird, right? I mean, that cannot be happening. We cannot be in the drug trade at all, right? I mean, like I said, black people don't own no planes to fly this shit over here. It's just, we know how to distribute this shit when it gets over here, or necessarily do we? Is that something that's provided to us as a service? Do they let you operate under the radar, or necessarily are you the motherfucking radar? Like I said, and most of the time people don't understand that they have a shelf life in the game. Everything has a shelf life in life period your life itself it has an expiration date depending on how it is that you live you might live longer but depending on also depending on how it is that you live you can get closer to your gravesite also now i started off by asking this question about the gangsterism is it cool to serve your time and then get out and brag about it. I let it, I just wanted to let it sit on your head because I moved past it quick. Listen to this. Killer is released from prison and says he'll kill well, again. I got 17 years in, man. I got two body six and supermax, man. I did 17 years. I did I did 12 up top in Minnesota. I did five down here, but I did six years in supermax. That's what was the years. circumstances of you killing them? Shit, I just robbed some motherfuckers and killed their ass. Shit. How old were you when that happened? 19. See, that's what I mean. Those are the bodies that they know about. I mean, what do you mean? Drop one. I had, I had two murders, home invasion, three armed robberies, possessed the firearm. You, why did you choose to not just rob them? Why did you also kill them? Shit, I don't know. I just, I, like, I'm a killer. Shit. Just because I'm a killer. Just because. Well, I mean, when you look back on that at 53. 19 to 53. Is that what he said at, at first? He, he, he. Go ahead. Do you feel any regret for killing Hell no, because I'll kill again. Hell no. Hell no. Were the, were the people that you killed, were they innocent or were they just? Yeah, uh, well, uh, one, one was a Caucasian, so fuck them. And uh, the other one, shit, I, he, uh, he had robbed my boy, so I had to come get him. And you say that you've actually got more bodies, but that's just the two that they know about. Right, right. And I got some more coming. 
Two more coming. Y'all, this country built on killing. So I ain't no different than the police. Excuse me, the police. They can kill. They've been picking us off. I, I, they, they, they killed that girl. They get away with it, so why I can't do it? I fucked up. I did my time. And if I fuck up again, they probably give me a death penalty. Because I'm going to burn somebody again if, when I get off these crutches. If I'm pissed off, that's just the bottom line. Ain't nobody going to stop me. And then what I like to do, I don't need no gun. Yeah, that, if that doesn't bother you a little bit, I mean, you, you, there's ticking time bombs walking around this motherfucker, and you don't know when these bombs are going to fucking explode, and that guy obviously seemed agitated just about being back out, and I'm pretty sure it's got to be a terrible feeling when you've been institutionalized after being indoctrinated that it's okay to just aimlessly kill people for fucking materialistic bullshit. But at the end of the day, you would think that at the age 53, that you would get to a place in your life where you might feel better about keeping, you know, things around you calm, safe, quiet, pleasant, peaceful. But some people live in the chaos. Some people thrive in that nature. And in order for us to understand that, I will in order the order in the order that it is that I understand that. Let me reword myself. In the order that it is that I understand that, the reason that that exists is because in order for us to understand good, we must also understand bad or evil, as some might like to call it. And like I said, these bombs are willing to go off and it's because of the lack of education, the lack of self-care, the lack of training in our communities and the new training in our communities as I consistently go back to is this whole polarization of fuck my parents, fuck the world, I don't give a fuck about shit until they put that click clack and I ain't talking about the dick or I ain't talking about the stick or the switch or any of that shit. I'm talking about when they put them cuffs on you, that's when everybody wants to re-examine their lives. But why wait until then when the time is now you can go ahead and just look at your shit and say ha i don't like that <laughs> that's not comfortable but then again you might just say huh i'm built for this motherfucking shit let me dig in and on both sides i commend you just please try not to hurt people in your life that's all i want to talk that's all i wanted to talk about on friday was not hurting people but you already know that's a fact. It's a consistent message of mine in my show. And also, with facts, they're morbid. So that means it's time for another morbid facts edition. Take it away, my guy. Morbid facts, part 273. This devastating photo was taken in India during the Madras famine of 1877. This cannot be real. I swear I have to get this motherfucking video up. The man is fighting the urge to sleep so that he could protect his family against cannibals. Cannibals? There ain't nothing to eat. The, 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 uh, I'm a skinny motherfucker. The, the, that who is what are they going to the organs what are they going to eat people were so desperate for food that your own neighbor could snatch up your child to eat them at any given time God, see this is what i mean we don't live in that time count your motherfucking blessings Shit. 
shit. It's the truth, my guy. It's the truth. In 2010, Dave Grohl was admitted to the hospital due to an overdose. He apparently consumed too much caffeine from coffee and thought he was about to die after experiencing severe chest pains. What kind of coffee was he drinking? Was the shit called heart attack? What the fuck? How much coffee did he drink? Um, let me knock on wood. I don't want no heart attack. Hey, man, I'm glad. I hope you're all right. Also in 2010, a homeless man named Hugo saved a woman from a knife attack in New York City. He was stabbed while trying to help, but continued chasing the attacker before collapsing to his wounds. What? This guy saved a homeless woman. He's a hero. Security cams captured more than 20 people walking past and staring at him, but no one offered to help. He was found dead on the sidewalk more than an hour after the attack. More what the fuck? People ain't shit. Some of y'all people just ain't shit. Just th th there's the guy, a guy. There's not a video, but it's a still of a guy just walking past a guy on the ground. Now I'm a piece of shit too. I was out in Las Vegas with the mother of my children, and uh, it was a long time ago. We were out there just walking around in that good old Las Vegas motherfucking heat, and there was this guy laying on the side of the road, and 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 the mother of my children, she said, uh. Is he asleep? And as we walked past, you know, I didn't see any body movement at all coming off of this guy. And uh, now that I think about it, that motherfucker might have been dead. I did see ants crawling up his leg. True story, I promise you. I promise you on everything. But, like I'm saying, people ain't shit. And I ain't shit neither. So I ain't above nobody or, well, yeah. I am better than most people when it comes to podcasting, but I always try to give you something to either laugh about. Usually it puts some of these soft-ass motherfuckers into tears. Get your tissue, but I'm not gonna... Well, should I drop some shit on you? I mean, there's a lot of terrible things to report. I don't want to send you into the weekend with too much motherfucking negativity. Since we've already talked about gangsterism and I've gotten that out the way, I was going to talk about a little assassin that's, that's known in Chicago, but <coughs> why not, <coughs> excuse me, send you into your Friday evening or morning or day, whenever you catch this podcast, into this shit right here, the crazies. Could there be something living inside the earth? What if there is another civilization? Deep under the Earth's core, a scientist named Edmund Halley. All right, what if there are people living in the center of the Earth? Are you here for it? Huh? Are you here for that? Huh? What if there's people living in the center of the Earth? Now, before I get into that... Presented the theory that on, the Earth is on, hollow. Hold on, now this guy's gonna say the Earth is hollow. Now, this kind of lines up with some weird shit. I didn't know where it was gonna fit. Now... Now, now check this out. Now, since this is audio, this is going to work a lot better than the video because I'll be able to replay it and try to see, do I hear the same thing that I heard coming out of the laptop? Because now I got my headphones on. Listen to this. This is the sound of what it sounds like when you drop a piece of ice down a hole drilled in Antarctica. This is some wild shit. It was wild as fuck coming out my laptop. So this will be the first time that I'm listening to it on my headphones. Let me play it.
She just dropped it. That's crazy. That shit sounds wild. I don't know what that is. But yeah. Yeah. So, so let's just say she just now dropped that piece of ice right to where it is that this guy's talking about, okay? Could there be something living inside the Earth? What if there is another civilization deep under the Earth's core? A scientist named Edmund Halley presented the theory that the Earth is hollow in the 17th century. But it was not until Admiral Richard Byrd, a polar explorer, flew over in Arctica, claiming that he saw a hole in the Earth. And Whoa, I never heard that before. Like with all of his previous travels, he documented all of his discoveries in his personal diary. Later on they discovered his diary, and he describes what he observed. He explains how he saw a literal city inside the hole of the earth. However, when he returned from his journey, he was ordered not to speak about it, and therefore we will most likely never know what he truly witnessed. So, are they trying to hide something from us? And could there Wait a second, I didn't know that. What's that guy's name again? Okay, so in the comments it says, uh, yeah, um, no, we don't live in the Matrix either, but I think we traveled to it. Think about it in the movie, they go to different places when they fall asleep, but return to where they start over and over just as we do when we sleep. Yeah, all right, great. Now, I don't know what to do with that. I really don't. But it's weird, right? It's really, really fascinating. People believe in so many different fucking things right now, and it's all acceptable. I accept all of that shit. Be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. Please, just don't hurt anybody. And in that educational sense, in that loving and embracing sense, I love to hear different perspectives on how it is that we should move forward. What does this, 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 this just so distinguished gentleman have to say? Come on. We did a topic on nigga, you know, because a lot of folks don't understand where the word comes from. The origin of the word is from Egypt and Africa, and it means king, and it means God, and it means goddess. So white folks literally took the greatest word we had and used it to give us something to always fight about. Class, as you heard Professor Michael Collier amazingly explain that this negative word has a very positive origin, actually from greatness. Since you guys are going to use this in the community, okay. let's do an exercise. I'll say a phrase using the word negus. You guys give it back to me in the translation of king. For okay. example, when I say the phrase, what up my negus? The proper translation for that is, what up my kings? Mm. You get it? Let's try it. I wish a niggas would. I, I wish, wish a, a king, king would. would. Very good. Very good. You're, you're getting it. I'm talking to all you niggas. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, talking to all you niggas. Okay, just stay with me now. Stay with me. Where are you niggas okay. going? Where okay, are bro, you kings going? Okay, bro. Listen. Come on, stay with me now. Stay with me. We can change this. Let's get paid on the niggas. All right, that's Let's it. Get I'm out. Paid on I'm out. <laughs> it is too late. It's too late, and then we can do it. Miss Anna, you mean? What's the problem? You don't think we're making progress? You don't think this can work? King, please. Yeah, I guess it's not time to let some of the things go. That'd make the culture so fucking great. But hey, who am I? To eat your song. Do what the fuck it is that you want to do. I cannot stress that shit enough. Please, just don't hurt anybody in the motherfucking progress in, in, in the process. You know, it's it's so weird this time that it is that we live in. And I really don't want to stress you out too much more. Um, 
So I'm getting the fuck out of here. You'll probably get two more episodes today. So please hit the like button. Pull your phones out. Hit the like. Give me the rating. Get the the, the, the five-star rating. Get the subscribe button. Hit the notification button. Go ahead and share the podcast. I know you know somebody like me. And if you don't, send it to your friends. And I'm pretty sure you know somebody like me. Anyway, I do appreciate you listening to the whole show. Every single one of these shows are recorded in one sitting. No edits, no re-records, no adjustments, all genuine reactions, and all episodes are engineered and produced by me, Justice and the Peace. I always want to give a shout out. I always want to give remembrance. I always want to dedicate every single one of these shows to the life, the love, the legacy of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you. Every single day until my last breath is left or until I meet death. I love you, mama. I miss you, baby. Um, What else can I say? Uh, do it. You know what to do, man. You, you know what to do, man. Wash your motherfucking hands, you daddy bastards. Wipe your nose. Have fun, man. Let your hair down. I know you motherfuckers is going to drink your drinks. You're going to smoke your trees. I know your motherfuckers. Some of you motherfuckers going to play with your nose. Some of y'all niggas going to be on them designer drugs. Just be safe. And remember... Everybody that smile and grin ain't necessarily your friend. Remember that shit, all right? Now, I'm out this bitch. Peace.